Hey, Biggs. Hey, Enzo. Oh, man. Uh, so. Yep. I had something to say. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with that? I'm not sure. <laughs> you know where I'm going with it? I'm going all the way to quitthebuild.com. Quitthebuild.com are the great podcast human beings. Nope. They are the people who bring this great podcast to life. Double DQ, you're listening to it now. Episode 16. Uh, yeah, they have a Facebook page. They got a great uh, amount of content. They got a merchandise store. They've got a podcast themselves. They've got just any kind of media coverage that you want that isn't serious, like, grimy the world is a despairable blah place they've got it they've got all that for you because they're a great great place to go for your uh entertainment for your entertainment fye that was a different place wasn't it that was a store in a mall i was a, that, <laughs> a long time ago i'm i'm very much so oh look well, a pretty kitty and i just trail off into the distance quitthebuild.com go there you'll enjoy it and give them some love from the wdq podcast absolutely so definitive i knew you were going somewhere <laughs> i'm never going anywhere <laughs> i'm i'm literally in like a spin class in my head it's just the stationary <laughs> bike that doesn't do anything <laughs> well oh, man at least it keeps spinning well i have, I have a little story for you uh wow. so my got? my boss mm -hmm. uh who works in the classroom with me in case anyone doesn't know i work I work in a school um, with kids with uh, autism, severe behavior disorders, you know, just constantly busy, busy kind of day, right? Um, there are moments of downtime. And in those kind of environments, in those kind of jobs, you need to find the enjoyment in things uh, because it can get very stressful and very uh, demanding. So you try to entertain yourself uh, when you can. Well, my boss was out for the past couple of days. He, his uh, child is wasn't feeling well, so he stayed home. Um, and uh, today... He wasn't necessarily feeling all that well. With that being said, toward the end of the day, I realized that he left his uh, hot glue gun in the classroom. So mm -hmm. tomorrow, when he gets back, he will find that I have hot glued a decent amount of his everyday items to his desk. Uh <laughs> hey, no better way to treat a coworker that's feeling unwell. And then... I might have also hot glued his desk shut. So, <laughs> so when he comes dragging in. And I might have also hot glued the hot glue gun to the desk. <laughs> oh, man. No the, no, the items that have been hot glued, follow me on this. A miniature squishy globe hot glued to the desk. A crayon. <laughs> The remote to our touch board, which is that's a that's a real pain right there. <laughs> I soup I uh, I hot glued the desk shut, like I said, and I hot glued a pool noodle to the bottom of his desk. <laughs> he is not gonna like you. <laughs> 
I'm just picturing the office right now. Kind of. That yes, yes. That is I mean it's not jello. No, yeah, nothing's <laughs> in anything gelatinous, you know. I mean, but that would be cool because you can eat your way to it. Can't eat the hot glue. <laughs> I mean, you can. You can eat anything. See, that's the that's the misconception about non-edibles. You can eat them. They should be called non-human digestibles because that—that's the real problem. What you can put anything in your stomach, but once it's it gets there, not recommended. You can eat a whole car if the pieces are small enough. There was a guy, uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not, who had eaten the car. Saw him on the TV show in the seventies. They probably didn't verify all this stuff back then. <laughs> I believe it. I believe anything. You know what I can't believe? What can't you believe? AEW, New Japan, Forbidden Door. When is that? It's in Chicago. It's uh, June, July. It's, it's, oh, I was it's, thinking it was closer than that. I don't. Maybe it is. Um, let me. Let me. Let me just. Your do memory's my, better than mine. I'm old. June twenty sixth, two thousand and twenty two. That is when it is happening. That is. There hasn't actually been too much gigantic news since the last time we've done one of these, but that is by far the biggest news that there is. And what do you think? Like, we kind of knew it. We kind of knew going into it. That's what it was probably going to be. But I mean, obviously, it's going to be cool. Um, You know, the last time we saw something like this, I know everyone didn't love it. But as someone who read the, the wrestling magazines and saw all of these wrestlers and the pictures all the time and never really got to see him on tv or Mm -hmm. you know um it it was awesome you know they they bring a unique style they do moves um that you don't normally see they do them in a different way they have different sequences i i love it it's kind of like when um you know lucha libre first got introduced you know you see a whole new style you see these different characters i love it so i'll be tuning in you know what? And I was, I was excited, but the thing that it, it like made that excitement get so much more was the fact that I watched the uh, uh, Will Ospreay and John Moxley match. And I want to get your thoughts on that, but I do also want to say that what a great match that unfortunately ended with a referee botch. <laughs> that made yeah, me so I liked sad. it. I, I I thought it was a a, a very good match as well um i had only seen will osprey wrestle a handful of times um he's fluid he's so everything fluid. that i saw I, I liked so you know he's I bigger than fan. i thought i don't like this kick out of finisher stuff i get which but he he's <laughs> he's bigger than i thought like for some reason when i think of will osprey because i'm like you i haven't seen like an incredible plethora of his work i haven't seen like this gigantic library which i hope to change in the future with you know with the coming days because i'm a fan i'm a fan now but with mm. that being said i always assumed that he was more of the zach saber jr style size for whatever reason i don't know why but he's more of the uh the um uh buddy matthews size and that that threw me off for a little bit <laughs> He's like he's like Pack. Pack is like like shorter but stacked. You know, he's he's more defined than I thought. Yeah, because actually, isn't Will Osprey and Zack Saber? I thought they were about the same size. Maybe they are. Maybe I'm 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 inaccurately depicting that as well. Because well, I think, like I Will Osprey's got a little bit more muscle on him, but he's I mean, beefier I would, for sure. I would think that they're both about six feet. 
Um, let's see, let's, let's fact check because that's what we do on this, the fact checking podcast. Oh, so known as double DQ. Wrong. We'll, we'll say six. We'll say six one at the most. Exactly. But um, when I when you see him, the way he moves, he moves cruiserweight like, and that's good. That just shows his athleticism. There is oftentimes bigger guys can move that way. They just don't because that's pro wrestling. You don't move that way. It doesn't look yeah. right to have the big guy. But when but some of them can do it, you know, and yeah. and um he does he moves like a cruiserweight. So I could see where he would look like a cruiserweight, but um you know, I'd I'd put him around five to guess. I'll say six, six one, two twenty five. Uh, Zach Sabre Jr. is uh, six foot and Will Ospreay is six one. So you're right on the money. Okay. So if I say Will Ospreay is 225, which is my guess, I'm going to take 10 pounds off of that for Jack Sabre Jr. 15 pounds. No, 10, 10 pounds. So to me, to me, it's, it's this visual, it's this visual of, let me, let me give you, let me give you a better example. If I'm, I believe, I believe I'm correct, and it's it's due to height. You look at someone like um, Chad Gable. Mm-hmm. Chad Gable is roughly around the same weight as Pac, but it's height and not muscle. You know, so so yeah. th- that's that's where my brain gravitated to is like the difference in physique just looks so much more pronounced in Will Ospreay, and I, I'm like, he just looks, he just. Maybe it's a it's a stand beside comparison thing because John Moxley's not a a a he's a thick dude a bigger dude like for, as far as like just regular humans walking around but he's not defined he's not muscular in that sense standing next yeah. to Will Osprey Will Osprey looks like a bodybuilder you know yeah absolutely and and I was just thinking about it though Pac because yeah because Chad Gable is bigger than him isn't he. Yeah, but again, it's a height thing. It's it's a height. Well, thing. Well, I mean, aren't they like the same size? Maybe they are. You know what? This conversation is is going to be the same. I don't know. I, I don't know. Had, I, look, where I, I'm I like I, I I'm a I'm a I like bodybuilding, so I'm a physique guy. So I pay attention to that. So pack pack is very defined, but I would think that that you know Chad isn't. But they look the same size. If I had to guess, I'd say Chad Gable weighed more than him. You know what? You might be right. I'm. <laughs> But Chad Gable Don't forget, isn't I forgot, as conditioned. I forgot about Chad Gable being called Shorty G for a while. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I missed they're that. The, when was that? They're the exact same height. I am an idiot. <laughs> no, no, wait, 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 no. When, wait, when was that? When was Shorty G? Oh, I don't I remember that. It was about a year and a half ago or so. Uh, Vince Vince going through his his what I find funny phase was like, Chad Gable, he like he made him like you know how they script every promo. So hmm. he came out and he was like, "Don't call me Gable anymore. Don't come in the from now on. I'm Shorty G." <laughs> why don't I remember that? Because you, <laughs> I don't know why. Because you are blessed, good sir. Do not ever remember something so terrible. This there's I, this, been worse. Look at the Abyss storyline. I was gonna say look at May Young's hand <laughs> giving birth, oh, but there's that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't even know what. The, that to me is kind of like. Are you familiar with the um, the Black Scorpion? Do you that remember sounds, that? That sounds really, really familiar. I'm All gonna, right, so uh, this is it, it, years podcast. ago in WCW, someone appeared with the 
Ole Anderson was doing the voice and he was like, I'm the black scorpion. And they didn't have the storyline thought out. Yeah, so they came this. up with something intriguing that had, you know, everyone like, who is it? Who is it? And they drug it out and drug it out. And it probably went on for two years. And mm-hmm. they finally had to figure it out. Yep, and they're like, yep, hey, yep. Let, let's just make it be Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> and it was terrible. I 100% remember this. And it wasn't Ric Flair. Like, originally, it wasn't Ric Flair, right? No, no, it couldn't have been. Yeah, like, that's what I'm the, saying. The original guy was bigger. They gave him superpowers. Like, he could disappear. And it was dumb. It was kind of like, um, who was the high? What, Vince was the higher power? It was like that. Or Hornswoggle or, as the mystery GM that was making everything happen. Or, like, uh, or uh, what's his name? Uh, DDP being the, the mass stalker. That was terrible. <laughs> you know what? That's... Oh. All right, let's let that go. Give, that was terrible. <laughs> that was because he. I was a big DDP fan. You bring him in that way. That was terrible. That's kind of like the guy that they just ruined his career off the bat because they bring him in to attack. Some, I'm sorry. It, I hate bad storylines, but you don't know they're bad till you try them. You know that's the thing. You don't know they're bad until you try them. You know, it could seem stupid. You know, who would have thought the job squad would 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 get over? I mean, it they did, but they didn't. They got over. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Wait, pin me, the pay spirit me. Squad? You mean the spirit squad, right? No, the job squad. Oh, oh, I didn't mean Remember spirit. pin okay. me, pay me? Wow, okay. Now I don't remember that. Um, oh. See, I've literally been Googling everything that we've talked about today so far. This is wonderful. <laughs> I'm sorry. So it was um Al Snow started the group. Oh, you know, they came yes. out with the shirts, pin yes. me, pay me. Yes. Yeah. And the crowd started cheering for them. And it's like was they it were Billy making Gunn in that? they were <sighs> was Billy Gunn in the job squad? He may have been, but you no, know what though? Bart, when you I think, think it was Bart Gunn. Hold on. Well, that that does make again. I know I say this before, but I don't know how that tag team didn't go further. I look at these two guys. The girls like them. They are well built. They are both athletic, and they can both wrestle. Billy Gunn struggled in all these different gimmicks, and he's good. I don't oh. understand. No, no, my memory was wrong. It was Bob Holly. He was in the. Not Crash, but Bob. Bob was in the job squad. It was Al Snow, the Blue Meanie, Bob Holly, Dwayne Gill, who was Gilbert, and Scorpio. Uh, Scorpio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Years active, 1998 through 1999. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Two-Court Scorpio was a big deal. You know, I was so excited when they came in. They say Flash Funk. I'm like, that's Scorpio. But um, and, and this Flash. is like what's come, what's going to happen with this thing coming up with AEW. Y- and you may not be a dork like this with like I am, but it was kind of like when I got to see ECW on TV, you would I would read about these guys, but you never got to see them. And then it's like, oh, there's the Sandman. And I'm not seeing him in a, a grainy PWI black back um black and white photo. I'm actually seeing him. And it's like, oh, this is awesome. And and then the the tape started coming out for ECW. I remember my buddy worked at a video game store and he got a trailer for the ECW game. It was like a uh they were trying to advertise it and they were game. showing all their matches. I was and I watched it over and over and over again. I'm gonna get to do that again here now with the AEW. So I'm I'm very excited. Um, because I like that. 
got and, and it's rough because I know a lot of these wrestlers, Japan will stick with wrestlers that get older. You know, they will stick with them. So we're not going to see them in Ishii. their prime, but we're going to get to see him. Ishii, yeah. Ishii's, Ishii's, Ishii is just a, he's a solid, okay, he is Clayface, but a human. And- <laughs> but you know what? He's actually younger than I thought he was. There's some guys like him and Great Muta, like they must have been young when they started. Because, yeah, they're older, but I've been watching them. I was scared of Muta at four years old. I I was terrified. He's still wrestling. How old is Ishii? See, that I don't know, man. Oh, he's only 46. What? He's only 46. Nah, wait. Yes, 1975, December 10th. Do not forget, I have... This is... unprecedented amount of googling is happening on this episode of the w2 <laughs> podcast it's 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 insane what's happening um yeah it's uh uh you got uh, jamie Tom, speed with your Tom here Ishii. i'm 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 on it right now yeah but wait i'm trying to add that up i don't know if that adds up <laughs> wait my my concept of time outside of grade school like once you get you know what i have that big change every year it helps me remember stuff but past you know high school and college it's hard for me to remember what happens where because I, I just felt like i was watching him a long time and he's when not you, that much when older you, than me <laughs> when you do a career like that when you have a career that has like your earlier part is so earlier to mid is so memorable and so many like just clashes like things that like his he's known for just wait was stone pitbull was his nickname right is it stone pitbull I'm trying to remember. Uh, I want to say his nickname is the Stone Pitbull. If you, okay, if you've got that as a nickname, you're gonna be remembered. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying to find just, a, what his nickname is now. Because I know Stone. I mean, that's it. Because that was like a song or something, right? Um, probably. It was. I think it was. That's his um his theme song. But I just, I just can't get over that. Hold on. I'm not, all right. I'm not saying I don't trust you. What did Reagan say? Trust but verify. I'm just shocked he's only 46. He's only 46. I'm telling you. All right. But hey, props to the guy. 5'7. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are shorter over there. Um, So he started wrestling in 96. So I mean, yeah, it adds up. All yeah. right. Man. Yeah. You know, hey, good job, Mr. Ishii. <laughs> um that give means me a, he's got me a, a long way he's he's done some brutal things so if he eases up a bit he can give us 20 more years he's not gonna ease up are you kidding me did you never mind some did people you... have got to yeah but th- japan has a huge collection of wrestlers who are prematurely retired because they went two balls to the wall at some point they got to look at him and say, hey, I don't want to be like that guy. You know, and I know they get into it. They're passionate. Uh, I think the culture period is very passionate, which is why I appreciate so much of what they do over there, how much they put into things. I look at their fighters. Their fighters will be in a submission mood they cannot escape from. They do not give up. They take stuff serious. The fans appreciate. The fans cheer, escapes. Uh, you know, I, I love everything about it but you know the pro wrestlers i would like to see them calm down the reason is just because i like them and i don't want them to be hobbled at 50 
because some of them, man, they are just, I remember like, and, and not to get away from wrestling too much, but MMA fighter Rampage said he was in the back and these guys got their whole family around and they're praying and they're signing wills. Like they're prepared to die out there. And I'm yeah. sure that's probably happening in pro wrestling as well. And I appreciate the passion because I'm a huge fan, but man, you know, calm down a little bit and you can give us another 20 years. Don't, don't, you know, we don't, you don't have to, don't have to kill yourself. We appreciate the fact that you're willing. Well, you're what you're basically what you're basically describing is like you would like to see more Japanese wrestlers take the the Shinsuke Nakamura approach. Do what you do in New Japan, have the banger matches, and then wrestle a more not saying necessarily in WWE, but a more character driven uh, persona after that, so they can actually get out of bed in the morning when they're older. Yes, I'm. I'm really what I love the most about um, Japanese wrestling is the intensity, and they're they're in character and they lock in. You know what I mean? They mm-hmm. don't do something and then laugh at the crowd. You know, wink at the camera. They 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 lock in and they take it serious. And it's and and that's kind of old school. I know, but um, I like that. It helps me suspend my disbelief. And they go at it. And when they lose, they really look dejected. Like they really get into everything and their fans really get into it. I appreciate it. And um, they, the way wrestling goes, it's hard to be original nowadays, but you, they don't repeat a lot of the same sequences over and over again. And maybe they do. I'm just used to seeing American wrestling. I'm used to those sequences. So when I watch them, it's like, oh, it's not, you know, leap over, leapfrog, you know, drop down. It's not that over and over again so i mean um but that's just you know they might be doing something that they do all the time that i just don't see i just really appreciate it and i appreciate what the guys do and i really don't want to see him get banged up like i used to love watching mick take these shots and now i'm like dag you know yeah, he's, yeah. he's such a likable guy so now when you go back and watch it's like dag you don't want to see him get hit like that yeah well he <laughs> i mean he doesn't look good now he 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 as much as i love mcfoley like he's he looks like it it hurts to do normal things which i'm sure it does like he's he's in that state and that's sad that's sad but he gave his he gave his body for and gave it all i mean all i mean just that just that one cell match just yes. that would mess somebody up the way he fell if i fell like that on my hip the way he did mm-hmm. that's an ambulance ride <laughs> yeah well that was the intention oh you got to learn how to fall he didn't fall correctly don't forget that was the intention <laughs> the intention was for that one spot to be it and the match was over and then he was just like, no, I think I can still go. And he gets up and, and gets off. And and there is not a. OK, if you go back and watch anyone goes back and watch that match, there is. An interesting take to think about when you listen to Jim Ross give commentary on that match. That is the most sincere human being in that entire arena because he can't believe <laughs> what he is seeing. <laughs> and I truly believe that when Je- when uh, Jerry Lawler said that's it, he's dead. He meant it. <laughs> yeah, hey, I believe it because man, that was such an awkward fall. And I don't know if you've ever watched it in slow motion. That's terrible. Yeah, that's he hit like, his oh. knee. His knee is what jammed his tooth up through his his lip and into his nose. Mm. Or was it the chair? It might have been the chair. See, I can't even. 
Though I said that to you if you're watching slow motion, I remember seeing it. It was sickening, but I don't have it burned into my memory right now. This is a good time to bring up the fact that we might actually be doing watch-alongs on, uh, well, I don't know what platform, but I guess, I guess, I guess we would be just doing it as a watch-along podcast, and you guys would sync up with it. We've been talking about stuff like that, so this may be one of them. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, and um, if you have any recommendations, a good match that you know may have been forgotten i'd yeah. love to hear it so uh, if you could drop that in the comments um there are uh, i'm sure you may have a few too some matches that you thought were amazing but maybe you're just slipping your mind right now there's been a lot you know and and yeah and it's rough because as wrestling goes on the bar gets upped we're getting more and more athletic people um and Wrestling is a bit more responsible now. You know, you'll hear people complaining about guys in the back. I mean, this isn't a shot at the Undertaker, but he was complaining about guys in the back playing video games and stuff like that. That's better. It's better than them out doing a bunch of crazy stuff that hurts yeah. their bodies. And that's why we get a higher level of stuff. And you'll hear me complain about flippy stuff and the athleticism. That's only when, you know, they're pulling off things that I just don't think would actually happen in that sequence or that they need help. But it is in because you're boring well i mean it's it's, it's, (laughs) i don't mean that but it's you know back in the day there's a certain way to work and this this is an opinion you know i'm not saying this is the way it should be done like you're going to superplex a guy you remember back in the day you shoot someone on the on you you soften them up they put them up there they hit them a couple times hit them a couple times they fight back they hit them with a hard knee you see them crumple then they superplex them there's none of this all right you ready you ready all right step up step up all right we balance right you ready to go all right all right here we go that's what they're doing now and it's like ah come on guys (laughs) but you know um, we all know what it is, you know, I, you know, we go over this every time we all know what it is. Now we know that these guys are working together. We know it's entertainment and, you know, me complaining about that's just me just being a curmudgeon. I do appreciate I'm sorry, what was that your calendar word of the day? What was that? <laughs> I'm a cranky old man. You know. Double DQ podcast at gmail.com. That's double DQ podcast at gmail.com. Please write in and let uh, Biggs know how much of a cranky old man he is. Thanks. <laughs> we still don't have any emails. We don't have any. Wait, wait. I would like I would like there to be emails for me to read. I want an email section at the end of the podcast, and I can't do that if you're not sending them. Thank you. Oh, yes, please. And, and Did you hear that, Australia? Because we know you were listening at one point. We love you, Australia. Not if you don't send emails. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of cranky old men, I gotta get this. I gotta get this this from you. I'm sure you've heard Jim Cornette's hot take on Jungle Boy. Oh, God. Are we talking about Jim Cornette? I just want to hear, because I know you love Jungle Boy. I love Jungle Boy, too. I just want to hear your take. What do you think about his comments? I don't know. I don't know what comment he made, because I don't don't listen to Jim Cornette at all. Okay. Well, basically, he said... He likes Jungle Boy, but he says Jungle Boy isn't drawing money. Um, that is inaccurate. Like it is they I think they use Jungle Boy in the instances that he uh needs to be used. Like right now he's in a ta- like let me okay. I will say this. Them being tag team champions is one of the most mismanaged a uh, thing AEW has done in a in a while. Um they are not a focal point. The tag team championships feel weak on them, and I don't fault any one person in particular. But here's here's something that I, I I'll put out there: when you put Christian Cage, a legend, with 
Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, you automatically diminish the star in the in the light on Jungle Boy and a Christian Cage. Now, with that said, this is long term story, long term story booking uh, uh, at its at well, I wouldn't say its finest, but it's 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 there. Christian Cage is going to turn on them. He is going to do it. That is what's going to happen. The the bad luck streak has been going on for Cage. I think it's going to end up in a program at Double or Nothing with Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage, which will start to amplify the star power of uh, of Jungle Boy. Now, when Jungle Boy is doing singles matches, when Jungle Boy is coming out there and having bangers on the main event of Dynamite or on Rampage with Kenny Omega, that star power is there. They are drawing there for that. Like the the, the numbers are super there for are those they there kinds for him. Or are they there for Kenny Omega? I mean, don't you think it's 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 not fair? It's not fair to say one or the other. I think as a team, as a hey, what's going to happen? This young, this young, you know, up and comer who is amazingly talented going up against this grizzled veteran of New Japan who has this amazing move that no one kicks out of, and so on and so forth. I think it's both. I don't think it's fair to say it's one person's responsibility in that scenario because AEW cares about the story. I think that Jungle Boy is being positioned in a way that is going to like he's not there because they haven't put him there but so once they he doesn't draw money yet i'm saying that he can and it's shown when he's the main event but they don't put him out there on purpose because they're trying to give him that push eventually to get that world title run okay so you heard the prediction here first in the WDQ podcast. I'm, I mean, up. it's going to be a while, but I think that by the end or mid of so 2023, Jungle Boy will be champion. And it might even be like a, a pillar uh, match, you know, where it's Jungle Boy versus uh, Darby Allen or something, because I think he's uh, going to be that eventually one day, too. But right now, Darby does draw money. So that would be wild to see Darby Allen as a heavyweight champion. Not that he's not good. He's just not a heavyweight. But we that, heard that the prediction here first. mean Ferks. anything uh, anymore. Obviously. <laughs> I remember looking back, Chris Jericho and Adam Cole. That's why they don't what? say heavyweight in the time. Mm-hmm. They don't say heavyweight. They say universal champion, WWE champion, AEW world champion. Like the, the last heavyweight championship belt was the, the big giant gold WCW heavyweight championship belt. And the last person to hold that was, was it Jericho or was it? Yeah. I mean, there's no Triple point H. in having it. If you don't have well, a cruiserweight, who, then there's no point in calling it heavyweight. Who, who held you, that title last? Oh, you're asking the wrong guy. I've been concussed. <laughs> I have. I got knocked out cold with a knee. Put me in the time machine. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do the time warp again. It's true. You wake up and there's the lights and you're like, you all right, bud? You know where you're at? You scared us. You don't want to hear that. (laughs) For for those not knowing it, uh, uh, both both myself and Biggs uh, used to be uh, fighters, and this is a this is an actual fight that Biggs had where he got need. It was a it was a fight, not not training, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, this is his experience. My experience with, I, I I took a I took a fight with somebody two weight classes above me because the other person didn't show up, and I was just like, "You'll do it." Stupid idea. Um, <laughs> the the guy, I almost choked him out with a guillotine in the first thirty seconds, but he ended up smashing me and beat the tar out of me. Punch, 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 mounted me, all that stuff within the first round. Um, I actually had to wear my jeans and eat a burger to weigh in to be close enough for the commission to sanction it. Um. So with that being said, <laughs> with that being said, 
when I got up, the, I was bleeding from my face profusely from my nose, and the uh, ref, or sorry, the doctor goes, "Are you okay?" I said, "Do I look okay?" I, <laughs> I would much rather that. <laughs> yeah, I would too. But still, it was just like, "Are you okay? Get the hell out of here." They told me to give a <laughs> thumbs up. That's the most emasculating thing. That, I'm like, I'm not doing that. Where am like, I? Thumbs? I just rode a NASCAR or something. No, we're not doing that. Rode a NASCAR like. like that guy was a, a wrecked high performance vehicle to me. <laughs> like, no, we're not doing that. Just give him a thumbs up. Ah, not, that's, that's, that's why you don't fight near where you live. Take that hint from me, guys. Never fight where you live because you'll hear about it if you get knocked out. <laughs> Randy anyway. Orton, by the way. Randy Orton was the last person to hold the championship uh, December 15, 2013. You know, that's kind of fitting. Randy Orton just celebrated his 20 years. and uh, Man, I'm yeah. getting old. I remember yeah. when he came in and he did the pose with his lips poked out. I'm like, this guy. <laughs> Wasn't remember his old song? Because now it's I hear voices in my. And it, it used to be Hey, nothing you can say. Oh Something my! You got change you have a great memory. <laughs> you have a great memory. Oh my goodness! But I remember Hulk Hogan's. Don't movie. forget, I didn't get concussed. You did. <laughs> yeah, that was that was great too. And you know what? They shined a little light at me, and they're like, "You feeling all right?" Yep. And they let me go home. <laughs> Drive home from from Baltimore. Concussion <laughs> protocols were not what they are now. Yeah, the next weekend they asked me if I wanted to fight again, and the only reason <laughs> I did because I couldn't get off work. I'd have probably got eaten alive then too. I couldn't get off work. I <laughs> Look, when I filled out, we're getting way off subject, but when I filled out my stuff for that, they asked me what I weighed. They asked me everything. They didn't check anything. They just you, asked you and questions. I, we fought. We fought in that era. Like I fought when it was. What was it? It was. I was. Oh, I'm gonna sneeze. Hold on. Elephant. 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 Yeah. yeah I mean, it was long ago when I fought. Wait. Why are you saying elephant? If I have to sneeze, why are you saying elephant? I'm just trying to. Re- I'm, I'm trying to be supportive. Would you? <laughs> it's like sneeze Lamaze class. Get the hell off my. This, ah, I can't even get get off my case. <laughs> I, am I going to start the podcast with this clip? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Freaking elephant, elephant! You're not my friend anymore. <laughs> I'm just trying to help. <laughs> I'm just trying. Try Go to on. Support. <laughs> oh man! Did you but, say um, sneeze, Lamas? <laughs> We don't live in the past. That was at least 30 seconds ago. Okay. Uh, so I didn't have any concussions. How about you? Huh? <laughs> I mean, I guarantee I've had many. That's just the one that I remember where I got completely knocked out. And it was like a blink. I blinked my eyes and they're like, you've been laying here for a minute, bud. You okay? You had us, you had us worried. Oh, gosh. Glad nobody I know is here. And then when you get up and everyone claps, it's like, oh, gosh. <laughs> they, they clapped. <laughs> and then yeah, you're, you're not dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad no one I know was there to see that. One person, they reminded me, we'd be playing video games and I'd be talking, don't talk trash now. You weren't tough when that guy needs you in your face. And oh, here we go. Got to yeah. bring that up. But um, this is a podcast about wrestling. 
sorry. <laughs> Let's no, get back no, to it. I, I was just amazed at your ability to remember Randy Orton's original song. I remember mm-hmm. stupid things like that. Like I I remember a lot of those little nuances and uh I don't I don't and I'm not I don't know. It, my brain has a I, I wanna say that I've unintentionally and accidentally and regretfully filled precious childhood <laughs> memories with like stupid things like wrestling theme songs because at one point they were more important to me than I don't know my fourth birthday <laughs> hey if wrestling is a big part of your life it happens I mean there was a time just out of boredom I'd try to write down every WWE superstar and their finishing move and where they were from and it, and I would just do that over and over and over again. I, I had problems. I loved wrestling, man. Wrestling's great. Wrestling's a good oh, escape man. from a lot of stuff. Hey, New Japan, AEW. Give me, give me some. Uh, if you want, I'll go first. But uh, give me some matches that you you think should take place at that event. Now, see, the hard part about me is I don't know who all is still on the roster for NJPW. So, so that's a little difficult for me. Now, I hate to sound like a casual, but um, I don't see a lot of it. So I'm unaware of their roster. Okay. But you know what? I'm going to bring it up. That's cool. I'll, I'll go first. Um, I think uh, this is this is the one match that, again, it's going to, it's going to, there's a, there's a stretch. There's a stretch there. Uh, because it's, uh, it depends on if Kenny Omega could possibly get better, but I think Omega versus Ibushi would be great. Um, well, I mean, it's a, it's, it's kind it's, of like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, but yeah, I, I mean, like that's not you. You gotta you gotta go tougher than that. That's obvious. Uh, yeah okay so something i saw floating around and something i agree with and that's if they don't do the uh the way they call themselves the blackpool fight club is that it or the blackpool combat club that's what it is i would if they don't do a team like a three versus three i would like to see uh uh brian danielson versus uh zach saber jr that would be fantastic it would be a technical holy cow would that be a technical show it would, but so I'm trying to think. So after this event is, I would like to see something a little more long term. This this what they're giving you right now is you know the the wrestlers' dream. You know our best against their best. I would love to see some long stories out of this man. Like you just threw that match out, but imagine if they build to that. I mean, maybe. It's gonna suck for one person or the other. They're either gonna have to come over here or they're gonna <laughs> or AEW's gonna have to go over there. But it would be awesome to see some um a, some long time storylines. Like that that match you just described. All right, so you know Brian Danielson might be you argue, you'll argue this with me, but he might be the best right now. Who might be the best? Ryan Danielson. I mean, I think he's I know gonna, you like I think, Kenny Omega. I but think I, 
I think Danielson's been the best technical professional wrestler for for years. Okay, see here, I thought you would like Kenny Omega more. No, I mean, as far as okay, as far as the ability to for star power, I think that he technically is slightly under Danielson, but I think that Omega is a bigger personality a bigger draw you, wait, you think omega is second to brian danielson for I think he i think he's slightly under i'm not saying who's who's in order i'm saying if danielson is the first like the the best technical wrestler i think under him would fall like zach saber jr will Ospreay, Ken, kenny omega i think it's like a real toss-up between who's having the best match on each different night okay i mean i'll, I'll go with that my my thing is, um, I don't think that good technical wrestling um, goes, you know, it can attribute to star power, but I think it's really just your booking and what they allow. But that you. only goes so far. Booking only goes so far. Come on. If you have ability and you have booking, I mean, what's the limit? It's the limit is when your you personal... Push- Okay. When you push someone that doesn't have that talent, then yeah, they're limited. But if the, they have talent and you'll push them, I don't see what the limit's going to be there. The the limit. Okay, again, I will always throw this argument whenever somebody brings what you just set up. The limit is Ronda Rousey. You can have great technical she skills in the ring. Have the re- no, no, no. We're no, talking no. about wrestling, so you've got to have the package. You got to be able to talk. Yeah, that's what. No, no. Have a I, good think, manager. I think we're. I think we're on the wrong. I think we're like talking about the same thing here, which is which is weird from different sides. I, I'm saying that. I'm saying that no matter how much Ronda Rousey is pushed, she is not going to ever be considered as one of the greats because she lacks personality, like like crazy bad. Like I, so she I, doesn't have that. T- so okay, when I was saying talent, to, I wasn't talk talking old. about just in the ring. I think she could be pushed different, and they could pull that off if they give her a stick man and book her the right way. They they could push her. She could go to the moon. But the way they're trying to do it right now, I don't. It, it's not going to work. She would rather be anywhere other than where she is in the ring whenever she talks. And it's 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 annoying. I, I turn off her programs. I turn off anytime she's in there. I just catch the highlights of what happened later because she makes me uninterested in the product. And that, I mean. And that's why you don't let her talk. I agree with you. Trust me. I agree with you. But see, but but see like, that, but it, I that's like where booking week- comes in. Like we were talking last um in, in the in the last episode, we were speaking about um um I, I was talking about the the package, you know, that the wrestlers come in. Yeah. And um you were saying, Oh, well, you know, by the way you're talking, you know, this guy should be able to beat this guy. And and when we were ta- we were discussing Cody Rhodes, and and that wasn't what I was getting at. Like the way a person is booked. So if they had booked um, Cody Rhodes the way they booked um, Taz's son Hook, Hook, then it would be different. But they don't. They didn't book him that way. So now you don't see him that way. It's how you book somebody, and. Now they have a chance to change that. And if they do that correctly, then okay. But, you know, the way you book someone, you know, that creates the presentation. Someone doesn't have to be huge. They can be a killer. Chris Benoit wasn't a big guy. I mean, yeah, he was muscular, but he wasn't a big guy, but he was a killer because they booked him to be one. Okay. That's Your word that- choice was very bad right now, by the way. 
Uh, what, did, what, did, what did I say? You said they booked him to be a killer. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Moving oh my on. Gosh. Innocent, innocent mistakes do, do happen on the Double DQ <laughs> podcast. Uh, by the way, Double DQ uh, <laughs> podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> if you want. <laughs> oh. All right. All right. So, like, we all know Taz is a small guy. Do you remember when he first popped up when they crossed over? You know, they did the Forbidden Door thing with the Kurt Angle and they popped in. Yeah. But, you know, like, like Taz, how tall is Taz? Because he looks like he's like five, six, five, seven, five, eight or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 definitely not tall. But he came in and he was doing he suplexing like, you know, he comes in and he does that the way, you know, they book a person. They give you this presentation. Well, like he can take anybody, you know. But his name was the Human Suplex Machine. Yes, but but that's all I was getting at. They, if they had booked Cody in such a way to make him look to make me feel like he could take Roman Reigns out, then that it would mean something. And they have a chance to do that. But right now, the history that he brings with him isn't that type of wrestler. So that's why I didn't I didn't feel that way. But I would love to see it. I was a big fan of his father. Look at his father. His father doesn't look like he should have been heavyweight champion of the world, but they booked him that way. And he right. was talented. He could pull the crowd and he was a great promo. He made you feel for him. And 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 Ronda doesn't have that. So I, I'm just saying if someone has the talent to be a wrestler, which is more than just in the ring, but you can hide shortcomings outside of the ring if you put him with a good mouthpiece. I, I agree with that. I mean, I again Rousey. I don't think I'll ever enjoy her just mm. because I know what she's said and done outside of the company, like like in, in mixed martial arts, how much of a sore loser she is, how she 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 definitely doesn't have the same amount of respect for her opponents as the opponents have given to her. And it's it's because she was brought up in this and I'm, I'm a better athlete than you attitude. It really is. It does boil down that to a lot of that. And mm. I, I'm being a little bit harsh on that, but. But she's 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 gone on record and said some pretty ridiculously bad things. And also, as far as just wrestling is concerned, she's come out and said some pretty seriously stupid things about fans. And it's like that's the beauty of wrestling. You need to embrace that. People are allowed to think what they want, say what they want and do what they want as far as their uh, interaction with this product. And you need to embrace it, not say, I think I should be the hero. So, you know, they're the, the fans are stupid and they're fickle. Like if that's your persona, then you have to be a heel. Like you, if you're going to say that you have to be an MJF style person. How they, she could be anything but a heel. I, I'm I with don't you. understand who, who was thinking that. Um, it's like Brock Lesnar. He's like, all right, you want him to be the good guy. You know, he's but been he's in the a business. great good guy, though. That's a terrible example because Lesnar is a weirdly likable guy. I see. I don't feel that way about him. <laughs> Do you remember Boombox Brock? <laughs> Do you remember Boombox Brock? Tell Look, me now. I, I, I get what you're saying, but I never rooted for him outside of the fact that I like seeing him smash people because I believe him. But at the I same time, it. he's Ronda Rousey. You know, he's doesn't have a lot of respect for his opponents, beats people, runs his mouth to him afterwards, says dumb stuff on the microphone. They usually didn't let him talk, but he's been in the business a long time now. Now he has the psychology. So, 
Lesnar is one of those people that you would not expect to do well with playing to a crowd without a mouthpiece. But but the He's thing been is in this game a long time. That's what now. I'm saying is Lesnar is so capable of talking for himself. And this show, this last run showed he obviously is not as good as Paul Heyman for talking for him, you know, but that's that's obvious. Yeah, because I've seen him do an interview in real life and back in the day and it was like, oh, no, in no, real he, life. No, no, he <laughs> needs to be. He needs to be a little bit scripted. Yes, but he delivers it. He might well. not now. He's been at this a minute now. He might. He might have it down at this point. I like. You, you see, a lot of wrestlers say it took me twelve years to learn the psychology. You know what I mean? It to to really figure it out. Everyone thinks they know what they would do when they get up there. Then when they get up there and they try some of it, and it doesn't work. And they're like, "Well, what's wrong?" And once they figure it out, like the ones who figure it out can click really well. You know, they yeah. move on. Uh, I mean, and 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 if you can do that, it'll cover your work. No one paid attention to the fact that DV, DDP wasn't a great worker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's t- totally true. Because you liked him, and it was, well, at least I did. I was a big fan. Of I like DDP. DDP has always been likable. He came to WWE, and they did that, and it was like, gosh, that's a, just stayed home. That's a Vince McMahon special. Sorry, he came, came to WWE and was like, I didn't create you. So uh, guess what? <laughs> Was it though? But but look, are we just assuming, or have you actually heard Vince say, "Look, we're going to make you a stalker for no reason"? Oh, I call I called Vince last week. We talked about it. Yeah, he's totally. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I don't know. He he did a whisper grumble into the phone. <laughs> that was mean. Let me stop. I'm gonna. Yeah. Well, you're on a you're on freaking fire this episode. I'm with a things little that upset. You, you know, you shouldn't I just have said heard... a couple of things. <laughs> I just heard that they're not there's likely not gonna bring back Dark Side in the ring, and that hurts. I oh, that's that my thing? favorite really? show on they're you not gonna do it? No, I didn't know. Yeah. Like I, they said I think this is it's the most genuinely hurt I've ever heard you. <laughs> I've been well, your friend know, through some I know horrible they said things. <laughs> things. <laughs> I know they said Jim Ross pulled out. I think it's because of the what happened to Ric Flair. Um, I, I, well, I, no, I think what is what it is is they took editing liberties. They decided to because that's what Jim Ross said. They, he said that they yeah, did, decided yeah. to edit things in a manner that made it look like it was presented in a different way. And that is you got to be careful doing that because if you've got such a successful thing going and you are taking people uh, who who give you who give you their time, their trust, and their 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 effort to do this for you. Uh, and you twist what they say, they're not coming back. Yeah, there's there's that. And then they, because they, they weren't going to cancel just because, you know, Jim Ross said he's not going to do it anymore. But they think others may pull out because you have to understand people go in there and they say things like Tommy Dreamer and then it just destroys him outside of the ring, destroys Ric Flair, who was loved by everyone. You know, you had people like me who would have called him the goat of pro wrestling. And now it's, you know... He's he's kind of shunned and and that's and that's rough. So uh, I I think that's something to do with it. But the last I heard was yeah, it, it wasn't you can't dis- get picked up. You can't discredit was, the fact that he did it to himself, though. Uh, no, I'm not saying he didn't. I'm 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 just saying that. Um, and he had nothing to do with the project anyway. But see, you see someone like Tommy Dreamer t- try to defend him, and it was a poor thing, a poor hill to die on. Like that was not, you know, how some people, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure this isn't a direct quote, but it was along the lines of, you know, 
a lot of people did stupid stuff and back then you know times were different blah, blah, blah. like that's yeah. not that's not the that's no excuse for any of that and and it was bad um most of these well, i'm not gonna say most of them, but a lot of these episodes are about people who are no longer with us or they show True. a dark side but they show how they turn it around and things like that but when you show a bad event that includes a lot of people who are still here and um you know the the really big wrestling fans already know about this stuff if you watch the shoot interviews and things like that that's how they get the idea to do it because they watch this stuff as well but um you're bringing up stuff from another time and people were younger and they were dumb and they can't defend what they did you can't defend what you did and i'm not saying that you shouldn't be held accountable for it i'm not saying that but it's just if you have the ability to avoid being held accountable i think most people will avoid it and let this story die i feel like that's just human nature with a lot of things yeah yeah people do that so if you so if they come to you hey we're gonna do an episode on the time that you you know beat this girl up in the bar they're no we're not we're not doing that (laughs) <laughs> or yeah. the time we saw, you, you know, I've heard some crazy stories on shoot interviews. Look up, you know, Coco B wearing Andre the Giant and look what happened there. Like stuff like that. And yeah, no one's yeah. going to want to go on record and even say they knew anything about that. I agree. I mean, I for one am glad things like that come out, though, like because I, I think people should be held accountable for their actions. It, it not. Again, I think everybody's entitled to their own privacy, but it's it's not like they dug deep and interviewed his family for the information. He offered it up. Like it's you know, it's it's one of those things to where now, like, are you talking about like Ric Flair? Because was I don't know if he was actually I don't I'm, think he I'm was. talking about Ric Flair, but I'm also talking about like when like 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 the thing that happened with Tommy Dreamer, him saying what he said. Like he mm-hmm. know he he knows better. Like or maybe he doesn't, and that's he's an, being that's, concussed too. That's an even worse situation is if you don't know better when you say well, something. Well, there's in that also kind of context. you know we all have our little social circle circles in our echo chambers, so he might be around people who think like him often, and he can say, "Oh, but that was that time," and they'll agree with him, and it allowed him to to solidify this belief that it's okay. And then he just ran out there and blabbed that because he doesn't have a PR team to say, Hey, bud, no, that's, that's not going to fly. So I, yeah, I mean, he did mess up. Um, but I, I think with vice, I, I, I think that people are going to be, they, they may fear. This is just me, you know, speculating. I think that they, people may fear that, um, there is because everyone's done something that they regret or maybe they're embarrassed of, ashamed of, wish they hadn't done. They're afraid that if they cooperate sooner or later, something's going to come out about them. <laughs> so I it's agree. like, hey, let's just leave this whole thing. What is alone. the wor- what is the world currently uh, watching right now? Amber Heard, Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, man. There's let's been not, some, let's not, some let's quotables not. there. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna go let's into not, that. Let's just let's just leave, let's just leave that alone. Um, <laughs> we are coming up on the uh, 55 minute mark or so. I'm not sure exactly when this is going to uh, uh, show on the editing process when I'm done. But as far as raw footage uh, is concerned, we're about 55 minutes in. I want to end this with the actual main event of this podcast. I want to get to the point that I would love to have started with, but we had so much great stuff to talk about. And if you want to join in that conversation, double DQ podcast at gmail.com That's double DQ podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Let us know anything, any thoughts that you have. I don't care if it's your breakfast uh, and what you like to put on it, or if it's about wrestling, but send us an email. But the main event of this 
uh, whole entire encounter that we have currently going on right now is undisputably uh, what looks like to be Hook versus Danhausen. Oh, yeah, that's that's going to be a banger. <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> no, it won't. It's, it, okay, I am excited for Danhausen because he is such a such a fun, stupid entertainment. And you, I know you know that that Cornette loves Danhausen. Okay, I know that you know that. If you've ever, if you haven't seen the clip, you do actually need to go see the clip because I like Danhausen. And the only reason I heard this clip about Cornette is because uh, I'm a fan of Danhausen. But uh, have you heard the 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 podcast audio about him gushing over Danhausen? No, you know, this is the thing. I watch, you know, he's got the most popular wrestling podcast. I watch it all the time, but I miss that. Okay, I'll send it to you when we're done here. Basically, the reason he likes Danhausen is because he said it's not just goofy dumb stuff for the sake of being goofy dumb stuff. He's got he's got logic behind everything he does. For example. Oh no, no. I'm wrong. You're I was wrong. I do remember that. Okay, yes. okay. Yes, yes. So, yes. so anybody go, continue for those that haven't heard it. Well, I, I, I'm not going to. I'll just say if you want to type in uh, YouTube Danhausen, uh, uh, Jim Cornette, and and you know, or or Jim Cornette likes Danhausen or something like that, and you will find what I'm talking about. With that being said, uh, <laughs> so finally, Hook spoke the other day uh, because and it, it, this is what it took. Danhausen has been trying to curse. Hook and Hook has been uncursable, so to speak. Um, he got in the ring and he said, "If you won't be cursed by Danhausen, you will fight Danhausen." And Danhausen was like, you know, looking kind of like, "Why did I say that?" And then Hook just kind of blew him off and walked by him. Well, then, well, then later, the, the scene that caused Hook to finally lose his stuff was. He loves potato chips. Danhausen tried originally to uh, coerce uh, Hook into friendship by giving him potato chips. Well, mm -hmm. Danhausen decided to dump a bag of potato chips in the back and just step on them while Hook came around the corner. And he's like, look, I'm stepping on chips. And then <laughs> Hook walks up to him and says, now you have my attention. <laughs> so they're going to well, fight because Danhausen yeah, stepped on potato chips. Th this, is e this is going to be either something genius or a huge mistake because hook's been destroying everybody are they going to let dan housing get offense in no not much i mean it's okay he's coming off a very serious leg injury i think that it's uh, this is why i'm happy for him because he's in a in a in a, in a mid-card program that is with an up-and-coming star and he is also an up-and-coming star so he's got a lot of attention on him and he deserves it but i also think that uh, one of the reasons I'm happy is because this means he's getting closer to being cleared. He's going to be able to wrestle again soon. I don't think this is the one where he gets to show it off. I think that those will happen more with like mid carters and no names and local talent on dark and dark elevation to build it up. And he'll still do his spots on dynamite and spots on rampage. This is who knows, maybe, maybe, this is where Dan Housen becomes his manager for whatever reason. And that would be a good thing too. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm, I'm happy for him. This is, this is stupid and it's fun. <laughs> and that's, well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do. You know what I mean? Um, I do. Cause I, I want to see how much offense they're, they're going to allow him to get in. 
But um, let me ask you something before we end this. What do you think about, oh my gosh, I forgot his name just that quick. Um, You know, Samoa Joe shows up, does his thing, fans are into it, lights go out. New wrestler. Oh, you're talking about, um, oh. uh, I I, I, I was just, I just had his name in my head and then completely forgot. Something Sing. It better be Sing now that you said that. No, no, no. I I'm, might be confusing with another wrestler, but give me one mm-hmm. second. <laughs> AW. Uh, I'm Googling again. Of course I am. AW. I'm, I'm literally AEW tall wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I, I typed in AEW tall wrestler and the first thing that came up was Wardlow. <laughs> what? Oh, my. <laughs> Tall wrestler. I mean, I guess he he probably he does look tall, right? Um, yeah. I mean, compared to the other talent, yeah. But um, it All was right. just his name is Satnam Singh. Yes, Satnam Singh. So Satnam Singh is uh, seven foot two. He played for don't tell me was it the Dallas Mavericks? I don't know. I think he played for the Mavericks. I want to say he played for the Mavericks. I don't know. I don't have that in front of me, but I want to say that he played for the Mavericks. Uh, he looked terrible in his first appearance, and then he looked much, much, much better at Battle for the Belts. And I need to watch that because when I saw him come out, it, it looked he was trying, and sometimes it's harder. You know, I, I think I try to picture trying to work with some someone much smaller than you. You're trying not to hurt yeah. him. You want to make it look good. Like the first, you know, strike. Oh, it was clotheslines. Clotheslines, yeah, but, but they looked terrible. The first one looked, the first one was terrible. Go watch the battle. <laughs> go watch the segment from Battle of the Belts. It is much better. Like that is what they should have done. Well, I guess, I guess in, in gra- the grand scheme of things, it's, he didn't obviously attack like Samojo came out and was like, you know, I don't care who you are, how many of you are there are, I don't care how big you are, I'm gonna get my revenge on what you did to me. Now, obviously, they held him back, which is funny enough because how are you gonna hold that guy back? But they they were like, save it for another day. But before that, he had smashed other people, which which when when you're allowing him to you know job people out like that, it looks mm-hmm. a lot better. So maybe I don't know, maybe him and Joe don't have good chemistry. I I don't know. But we, we will could have see. just been, you know, look, he's he wasn't he was in street clothes. His, he debuts maybe a few, little, a few nerves and he, and he threw something bad. And they might have said, you know, next time, you know, do it this way and and fixed it. That's what you do. You do something maybe. if you don't like the way it looks and they fix it. He looked good, though, the second time. I think that he did the right thing. He wanted to be a professional wrestler and he went and uh, he trained for over a year and didn't show himself on television at all. Like, you know, obviously I don't know if that's ultimately his choice in the end, but um, he is a needed asset. Obviously he is the biggest big guy that they <laughs> the have. Biggest, the biggest big guy. Like I that. mean, they don't have real big guys, but he's the biggest big guy. Uh, and I, I guarantee you they will do a spot where he takes out Big Show. Guarantee you there's a there's that is coming in the future where he choke slams Big Show or does something to Big Show because why would you not? You're going to put the two biggest people 
on your roster, even though Big Show is mostly on commentary on Dark Elevation. You, you wouldn't want to just see him smash a bunch of people and use that Big Show plot device for something down the road? That's what I'm when saying. He gets, when like, he gets stuck in the corner? That's not a match. That's not a match. That is a look how amazingly imposing I am moment. That's all that Oh, is. yeah, but I, I, I'm just saying, like, I would say that for, like, a battle royal moment where he throws everyone out. Maybe. Who's, who's, it's, the, it's, it's Paul White. And he comes yeah. out... And, <laughs> exactly i think that, that that actually sounds pretty accurate too with That's that being said bigs we I'm are sorry. over the hour mark we are oh uh yeah it's it, it's time to wrap this thing up um, i'm gonna say it again one more time for everybody at home please if you're listening to this do us a favor double dq podcast at gmail.com as double dq that's it. Double DQ podcast at gmail.com. Send us some questions. Send us something that you want to say to us uh, and we will read and feature your email as long as it is uh, appropriate, so to speak. It doesn't have to be totally appropriate. I can editorialize if you want to curse your head off. Uh, <laughs> curse your head off. That's pretty serious. Clean off. Uh, but <laughs> Dirty off. <laughs> I'm a dork. <laughs> Yeah, he has a concussion, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna leave it at that. Guys, I appreciate you watching or watching. You're not watching. Maybe you're watching something. Whatever you're looking at, I appreciate you looking at that. Unless it's a crime scene, then stop it and let the police do their work. Uh, that went left. <laughs> Listen, there is a darkness within Sometimes the I say words and they make sense, and sometimes I do that and they don't. And this is one of those moments where, well, this is the end of the podcast. So, double DQ podcast gmail.com and we are brought to you by quit the build we love quit the build go to the website and show them the same amount of love because they're the reason why this podcast exists bigs i had a great time talking to you tonight yes enzo it's been a lot of fun and thank you all for joining along and hopefully you enjoyed yourself as much as we did and if your commute was an hour long then you uh well you wasted an hour so (laughs) (laughs) but it's better than Better than some other things you could do. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> See you all next yeah. time. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>